UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Good morning, Adam. Now, satellite pinging, the UK firm search for flight MH370, and unfortunately a lot of people um, left more than just teary-eyed yesterday. Yes, and uh, and this morning there's, um, I guess it's still speculation, but it seems to be sort of more scientific speculation about it being, uh, in the end, a suicide pact that took the plane down finally. Um, but it, uh, it's been an absolutely fascinating ride um, with this British company in Marsat who have been tracking uh, the plane because, of course, lots of the communication systems were turned off. But the one remaining system that was there, which it couldn't turn off, is a pinging system. Uh, and the fascinating thing about this is that uh, a lot of us don't know this, that, for instance, our mobile phones are constantly contacted by our networks just to see if our mobile phones are out there somewhere. Mm. Uh, which is why they make the funny, fuzzy noises sometimes. Uh, lo and behold, there's a similar deal with Malaysian Airways. They have a, a, a deal with Inmarsat, and essentially Inmarsat pings away to see where aeroplanes are in the world, and back comes the ping to say, yes, I'm still here. This is what was happening with flight MH370, except that's all it is. It's just a responding ping. Now, this company has worked out using data on the responding pings, the Doppler effect on how sound wavelength varies with speed, comparisons with other flights, they poured over data of, of essentially the shape of the ping and what it looked like when it was a flight going in one direction compared with a flight going in another direction, and that's how they ended up knowing, bingo, that it was on the southern course going down towards the southern Indian Ocean and ultimately the southern ocean. Mm. So it, it took them... Uh, basically about a year's worth of research in two weeks to find this stuff out. And what they're saying is that there are are far more accurate GPS responding beacons on aeroplanes on transatlantic flights. Mm -hmm. All transatlantic flights have to have them. Um, And so they're saying, why not around the world now? Because we would never have another MH370. In fact, it could have been identified an hour or two into its missing flight um, if they were all fitted with something a bit more... Uh, full than just a ping. Now, I see defiance, open defiance, an ex-general and a Ukrainian city wanting a UK role against Russia. UK still fumbling its thumbs, or what's it doing? (laughs) I'm not sure which... uh, Both of these uh, could be met with some derision, I suppose. got the former head of the British Army, Richard Dannett, who uh, a lot of people have a lot of time for, actually, normally speaks a bit of sense. He's a former (laughs) defence advisor as well to the government. He says that a military statement is necessary against Russia. There was a point at which I began to stockpile mineral water before I finished that sentence. I thought, hang on a moment, Uh, are we running for the hills here? What he's saying, essentially, is that Vladimir Putin understands a flexing of muscle. So at this particular moment, British forces, actually Americans are scaling down as well, but British forces are on a pullout from Germany um, by 2019, and therefore over the next five years will be completely gone, having been there since the end of the Second World War. What he's saying is that what this suggests is a weakness across Europe, and what we should really do is bolster some troops there, a couple of squadrons from the RAF, not to do anything, Mm. but to show that we're in the ball game, as it were. But that's what I've been saying. uh, Sorry, I beg your pardon? No, I said that's what I've been saying. You've got to meet Putin's flexing of muscle with your flexing of muscle. The last thing Putin wants is to get into an all-out war with the West. Yes, 
Exactly that, uh, you would hope. <laughs> there, is a, there is a slight element of let's not do brinkmanship here. Yes, let's just uh, maybe flex a little bit of muscle in one direction. And how's this as well? This is another thing. Uh, residents in the Ukrainian city of Donetsk have launched a campaign. I would suggest a little tongue-in-cheek campaign to become British. This is a city, of course, which is uh, decidedly pro-Russian, at least some of it is, and there are other parts of it that are saying, hang on a moment, no, we don't want to go in that direction, let's go in the other direction, because Donetsk was founded by a Welsh industrialist called John Hughes. In fact, it was named after him at one stage, rather than being Hughesovka, it was Yuzovka. And there are banners appearing saying, God save the Queen, and let's mm. return ourselves to our historical fold as part of Britain. They're obviously a bit tongue-in-cheek after what happened in yep. Crimea. But interesting idea that we could actually have Donetsk as uh, <laughs> some, something on the UK map. Finally, Adam, do you know where this is from? Go on. Take a listen. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like oh. to move it, move it, move it. Remember that? Hey, Madagascar. Yes. My favourite part of Madagascar? The penguins. And now you make me happy with a penguin story. Yes? Yes. Yes, it is. Happy penguins to go with happy feet. Uh, here we have, um, of course, our first signs of spring in the UK. Uh, over the past couple of weeks, increasingly blossomed daffodils, the dawn chorus, and penguins taken off their antidepressants. I'm not making this up. The Humboldt penguins at uh, Sea Life in Scarborough in North Yorkshire had gone into a kind of psychological meltdown, basically, because of the incessant wind and rain. I mean, obviously, they're used to a bit of wind and rain. That's yep. what penguins do. Uh, but it, I think it was just the never-ending stormy nature. So they were given happy pills <laughs> to try and see them through the winter. Lo and behold, it must be spring because they're off their medication. Although... One of them promptly laid an egg, which is apparently a very positive spring-like sign, just in time for a snow shower and an overnight temperature of minus five degrees. So maybe it's not quite so spring-like as they think, but they're still happy and they're still moving it. Thank you very much, Adam Gilchrist, with your UK report.